0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Girls Talk Crime. My name is Amy and I am joined by Georgia. Hello. And Jenny. Hi. So, what's the say? I can't even think of it. So, long no speak? That's not it, is it? Uh, long time yeah. no
1: see, I think it is. Long, long time, time no
0: speak, yeah. See? It's been a while, it's been a while.
1: It was the 14th of December.
2: <laughs> there you go. We did do your a Christmas? Valentine's Day special. special. Oh, we did. Bush it.
1: So yeah, fuck it. Much. We ain't got that yeah. many listeners anyway. I'm sure you're all not
2: disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's
1: no, just that one stupid, listener in
2: Nigeria who's breaking his heart out at the moment because he's missed us so badly. That <laughs> <laughs> <About> 1%. <laughs> in,
1: in fact, um, I don't even have time now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: This is rough. We, we've got, what was it, George? 31% of your battery left to get this recorded? Yep. Uh, no, actually 25 now. Um, and 25?
1: Oh, 38 on the iPad. Okay. Um, So let's crack on with our case
0: then. So have you guys seen a film called Exorcism of Emily Rose?
2: Yes, I have. (laughs) Can I interrupt? Yeah. I've got a joke and it's quite funny. (laughs) Do you want to hear my joke?
0: Yeah, we'll hear your joke.
2: Okay, it's a quick one. So what did Cinderella say when she got to the ball?
1: I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck's sake>. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to get oh, off what TikTok.
0: Was one? A, what was that one? from that video? Do the one for that video that we watched.
1: What Who one? Who are you talking to? Either of you? Oh,
0: the, the Scottish guy with the bat. With the bat? And oh, that yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> uh, Do what, would that one, you, an what would you? What would you? Okay. So, what would you rather eat? A baby goat or a matter baby? What's the matter baby? <laughs> Nothing, sugar. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Amy's little oh, clap. Love that one. <laughs> oh, that Cinderella one did um, bring tears to my eyes earlier. So, <laughs> <wasn't they? laughs> right, carry so on. Going,
0: that was completely off topic, but I did like that. Maybe we should do joke of the day. Joke. Ah, oh, that would be Probably
1: good. Too of jokes. Yeah.
2: Jump a yeah, just look one up every week. Uh also I sent you guys a Snapchat the other day with with a joke and not one person replied to it. I was so pissed oh, yeah. off. My joke about the
0: chicken. Uh if if it was a sound one then I probably wouldn't have listened. Like listened. Do you wanna hear? I would just stared at you while you were like miming. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I could tell you now.
0: Oh, go on then. One more One joke. more,
2: one more, and then we'll get going. What do you call a rooster? Staring at a pile of lettuce. I don't
0: know. I don't know why I always try and think about like what the answer can yeah, be. Yeah. I don't know.
2: A chicken Caesar salad.
1: A chicken
2: sees a salad. Salad. Okay.
1: <laughs> Fuck say that. I, j- yeah. Jen, I didn't hear that at all that one, so that's why I didn't reply. <laughs>
2: Well, next time, listen to my fucking Snapchats.
0: No, Stitches. but I didn't
1: see it because I actually listened to yours.
0: Can I, and I'm just going to say one more thing as well, because I keep looking at George it just reminds me of it. But with uh, <laughs> your red top
1: and your hair like that, you I look like Kerry. Kerry. You do! <laughs> <laughs> Kerry Mucklow. <laughs> Kerry, I what? knew you were going to say that. Kerry Mucklow. Uh-huh. Oh, fuck's Sorry. sake.
0: It's only because hair like sl- she's got her hair like slicked back but in a part. And-
1: <laughs> it's because it's wet, so it just. Can got
0: it up do, in a do? Can you do a impression so I can just laugh even more?
2: I forgot what she says. That's my cheese. It's my house. I
1: can't do it. Did
0: she like? Did do, do like? Like just a stupid story that she was like the kind of story that she would say oh, in like I made her voice. On
1: me. <laughs> um. Oh no! I really can't do. <laughs> I've been watching it as well, I watched it this morning, <laughs> but I can't think of one, because
0: I can't uh, think of her voice. Alright, we'll move on. Right, we'll we'll Okay, think You can pause at any time, and then we'll do it. Um, so, guys, have you seen the film called Exorcism of Emily Rose? Long yes, time ago, but yes. Yeah. I like that film, it's quite a good film. Oh no. So, this was a film that was released in 2005, and it's an American supernatural horror film which follows the court case of a parish priest who is accused by the state of a negligent homicide after he performed an exorcism. Um, So the reason I brought this film up is because the plot of the film is loosely based on the story of Annalise Mitchell, which we will be covering today. So let's get started. Let's start with, who is Anneliese Mitchell? Anneliese was born on the 21st September
1: 1952. Oh Jesus, that's a hell of a word, isn't it? Why have I done this to myself? Liebl thing. thing, West Germany. If you listen
0: to this podcast, you already know that we're terrible at pronouncing anything, let alone a German city, if that even is a city. (laughs) She was born on the 21st September in 1952 in West Germany. Annalise had a mother named Anna and a father named Joseph. She also had three other siblings. Annalise was a part of a Roman Catholic family. She and her family had strong religious beliefs. Annalise's parents believed that at least one child should go on to work within the Catholic religion. Growing up, Annalise wanted to teach the principles of the religion to others. And um, so when I looked at Roman Catholic beliefs, there was literally so much. Um I I'm, I'm a Christian, I don't know you guys religious at all. What? And you're looking at me like that.
1: <laughs> I mean I know me and Jenny are godparents to your children, but <laughs> I just thought that was just for I just thought that was for a piss up, yeah. <laughs> Nothing religious, just let's get drunk. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I never go to church.
2: But... No. Oh, can we just highlight how cute Amy's little I'm a Christian. and <laughs> no, you're fucking not. I love <laughs> my God. <questions>.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I am married yet and I've got two kids. I oh, know. So, Heathen. So Sinner. That's what you that are. Sinner! But yeah, so it's really complex and i tried to kind of look for a specific description of what a Catholic religion is, um, but, you know, a main part of it obviously is attending church. And the Mitchell family attended mass at least twice a week without a fail, throughout their childhood and through to their teens.
1: So it's not for us to decide if following a religion strictly is normal or not. It was thought that Annalise had a normal, nice upbringing with her family. Her parents were strict but fair, having four daughters and having religious beliefs. I'm also sure you'd be very protective, like most parents could be religious or not. Like, I know my mum could be overprotective, but that's why um, we use that thing called lying to not make them worried. But Annalise was described by people as quite happy. From the age of five to her early teens, she was a very poorly child. So let me just roll off the list. At the age of five, she contracted mumps, measles and scarlet fever. Then complained of a sore throat, which turned out to be tonsillitis. This then resulted in pneumonia and finally tuberculosis. She was admitted to a hospital for chronic lung and heart issues. Through kindergarten and early school, she missed a lot and she was also confined to her bed. I mean, thank God she didn't have Google. So these are all details needed to understand this case. Keep this medical background at the back of your head and this may give us some answers or even a theory of what later happened to Annalise.
2: Yeah, like you said, thank God she didn't have Google. Or her mum didn't.
1: (laughs) Thank the Lord.
2: (laughs) NHS 111 would be blowing up.
0: Also, a lot of those like nowadays aren't that bad, like months and that you can recover quite easily. I don't know about measles scarlet fever you can recover quite easily can't you yeah but
1: if she was that sickly imagine how many more conditions she would have thought she had yeah, yeah. like I'm a yeah. massive hypochondriac and I'll just tell everyone I thought I had meningitis a couple of weeks ago yeah genuinely I remember scared.
2: that yeah <laughs> yeah
1: great right. I didn't I was fine <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was a headache
1: <laughs> yeah
0: literally what? What did you yeah you did didn't you yeah I was like, right. in
1: touch with Amy let like, Amy I think I've died <laughs>
2: In 1968, when Annalise was around 16 years old, she suffered a severe convulsion. According to VeryWellHealth.com, a convulsion describes an episode characterised by erratic, usually involuntary physical movements. Convulsion can be a manifestation of a number of different medical conditions, including seizures, severe infections, electrolyte imbalance drug or alcohol overdose. Convulsions are often unexpected and generally cause concern for everyone involved. If you experience or witness a convulsion, it can be difficult to decide what to do. If you or someone you know has a convulsion, you are likely to have many questions about what it means for your overall health and what you should expect. A severe convulsion can be caused by many different things. So my little boy has had two convulsions, um, both with temperature, and it is the scariest thing. No joke. The first one he had when I had to call the ambulance, he did, and I feel really mean saying it, but he did look like he was possessed. So he yeah. he literally threw back on the floor, and his back arched up, his arms went back, and his eyes rolled back in his head, and he like shook his head you know like the sort of thing you see in horror films yeah. and that i yeah. remember saying that to the um paramedics i was like he turned into the exorcist like his no i <laughs> wasn't trying to be funny but that's yeah. yeah that's what he looked like he looked like someone was like yeah. pulling him up it was horrifying
0: yeah see my um uh back in my old
2: work my boss
0: had one um a seizure and she like screamed at the top of her lungs and we were like what the fuck's going on and yeah it's like her chest came up and they're like all her like fingers and hands like seized mm. and her eyes roll back, and it's like your whole body just just like stops and like stretches and just fell to the like fell to the floor, yeah,
2: it's scary.
1: scary. I've yeah. never witnessed um a human have a seizure. The only seizure I've ever witnessed is your dog, Amy, yeah bascal when I was seizures. looking after the boys and um uh their granddad came round. Yeah, and I was like, "Shit!" Because he went so like he his balls like, went up over seizures. his head. Yeah, yeah. the thing it was just yeah. buzzing. He was so excited, and then he just I was like, "Shit!" And I grabbed him and I just started stroking him, and he did stop. But yeah, that was quite. I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah,
0: it would freak me out. But there shopping. is like so many different things that cause that, mm-hmm.
1: but that's the only seizure I've ever. I've never seen it in a human, other than yeah. in films and videos and stuff. But...
2: Well, they say with children yeah. convulsions are really common. It's like because of the change in the yeah. temperature and they're so small that. Obviously, little. It's like the rush of blood to their brain and stuff. Makes them do that. And at this point, she was young. Annalise lost consciousness at school. When she returned later that evening, she became paralysed, losing control of her bladder. Her body tensed and she had a sore tongue. As you can imagine, the poor girl was terrified. Soon after the incident, when nothing further happened, she pushed the experience to the back of her mind. It was a year later in 1969, she
0: again blacked out and again that same evening became paralyzed. Her mother grew concerned, especially due to the fact she had been such a poorly child. Annalise was referred to a neurologist from her physician. Her appointment with the neurologist was on the 27th of August, 1969, and she had an EEG which showed normal brain activity. She was diagnosed to have suffered a form of seizure but at this time, no anti-convulsion medications were given.
1: In 1970, Annalise experienced a third episode. They decided to see a different neurologist. In this EEG, they found irregularities and therefore anti-convulsion meds were now given. This started her journey of the treatment for epilepsy. Annalise spent the next year being treated in hospital before finally being allowed home, but her condition was to deteriorate
2: in 1973 she started to have severe hallucinations she would see ghastly demonic faces and she would smell rancid odors described as burning poo Mm, pleasant as time went on the faces got more severe and the smell got stronger and the voices started one would say you're damned girl no you're (laughs) (laughs) you're damned girl your mother darn sucks in hell (laughs) (laughs) A ghetto demon. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Damn, girl! (laughs) One voice would say, You're damned to hell. That's bad. (laughs) (laughs) One night she even
0: heard a knocking on her room. When she asked other members of her family if they could hear the same knock, they couldn't.
1: And another evening, when they sat around the dinner table, her hands swelled all of a sudden. In fear, she screamed... I have black hands. My saviour, forgive me. What the... What the hell? Why would you say that? If your hands were swollen? Maybe because of all the blood rushed black. into it. They went like a bruise or
2: something. Thing, yeah. like... In her hallucination, she could see faces on the wall which apparently had seven crowns and seven horns. Her mother had said she'd witnessed at one time her daughter standing in front of the
0: Virgin Mary with fully black eyes. Oh... <sighs> that must be like the pupils dilated
1: so considering all of this was happening she was maintaining a normal day-to-day life to the outside world she was also in a relationship with a man named peter but she still pardon the pun had these demons in her closet she suffered from trouble sleeping and difficulty physically walking and depression
2: at this point in Annalise's life, she had seen multiple multiple doctors for multiple conditions for the next two years leading up to May 1975. It was at this time Annalise suffered great emotional distress. Her grandmother, whom she was very close to, passed away and also one of her siblings moved out from the family home. It was also in this year, 1975, Father
0: Rains and Father Alt-Ernest met Annalise. With this, the priest started to make note of everything said and what they witnessed. Notes claimed Annalise was repeatedly being dragged to the floor by an unknown force. As this was happening, she would go to her knees and repeatedly pray.
1: The priest wasn't the only one to apparently witness this. Her mother claimed to have seen her being dragged to the floor to the point of having to sleep on the floor. She would sleep on the floor for a total of three years. How bad would your back pain be? Oh my god.
2: So, is she sleeping on the floor because she keeps getting dragged to the floor anyway? So, she's like, I just stay here.
1: Yes, yeah, so I suppose it saves the bonk in the head, I suppose, doesn't it?
2: Before an exorcism is performed, the priest needs permission from the higher priest. Father Rains and Father Ernest set up trial to see if they could determine if she was actually possessed before getting into contact with the bishop or high priest. They said, Depart from her. Say who you are. She immediately went into a frenzy. What solved
0: the deal was that she grabbed the rosary beads from her neck and broke them. It is thought that only a demon can allow. Desc-
2: Hang on. Are you possessed by a demon? I'm possessed. <laughs> Hang on.
0: It's thought that only a demon can destroy an item of gods. They had the exorcism granted and the bishop was informed of the concerns of the demonic possession. But the bishop was not aware of any medical issues that Annalise had suffered or was suffering. The Catholic exorcism, 614, started on the 3rd of August, 1974.
1: At this time in Annalise's life, she was constantly suffering with hallucinations, visions, blackouts and a lack of sleep. Annalise was also taking prescribed medications such as Tegretol and other antipsychotics for these symptoms and the psychosis. Priest Rain took the lead on the first exorcism. As soon as it started, Annalise reacted and spoke in a guttural, deep voice. This took the priest Rain and Ernest back with shock, as it's unusual for the demons and an exorcism to show themselves so soon.
0: During the following exorcisms to come, six demons introduced themselves. So we've got Lucifer, Cain, Judas, Nero, Bilal and Hitler. We laugh. now these are all menacing names for example Hitler was a very feared man and it wasn't known if the voices communicated through Anneliese were the likes of Hitler himself or Lucifer himself the devil but for example it's thought that when Hitler was speaking through Anneliese the native tongue turned to Austrian a language that oh Hitler spoke I think he spoke Austrian
2: <laughs> yeah he did he was Austrian yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. This was not all that the priests and her family witnessed in the coming months. I can never say those are S's in a row because it just turns into dribble. Witness. Witness. That's a, that's a hard word for me. Witness. Witness. Say it. Witness. Witness. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> for Jenny it is W-I-T-A-E-T-H.
2: Witness. <laughs> it's just, it's just wit. She would often attack family members day to day and would often bark at them. What, like bark like a dog? Mm, Rough. Furniture would move around the home freely during the exorcisms. She would eat spiders and bite the head off of birds. On a few occasions, she would also drink her own urine. This must have been terrifying for her family, of course. And of course, Annalise herself. But could a strong belief on blaming her attacks on being possessed feed into a worsening and underlying mental illness? I think that is quite true. I think if you're very religious, it's probably an easier thing to blame it on rather than saying that they are actually unwell and Mm -hmm. seeking medical help, which is kind of freaky. Just think of in the olden days. like Mental health has, has been around for such a long time, but you can guarantee a lot of it was just blamed on satan being possessed and shit satan yeah witchcraft yeah devil Mm, witchcraft yeah it's all like subliminal messages isn't it if you've been sat in a in a church for most of your life and you're being told that you know you do this or you go to hell and got spiders crawling in your mouth and yeah you drink your own piss then it's sunk in it's there somewhere isn't it
1: Annalise was witnessing demons dancing around the priests during the exorcisms, mocking them. Approaching the last few exorcisms, Annalise was bruised from head to toe from the constant action of being thrown from wall to wall by a supernatural force. They had to chain her to a chair to prevent her from moving. I find that in a lot of things it's supposed to be like that, isn't it? Any sort of film you watch,
2: they've got to be chained down. Yeah, but there's no evidence... You know, you know, like, apparently this happened, but now we've got cameras, no one's been able to get that on camera. And if they do, it's like the camera's tipped on its side and it's fucking blurry as shit. Do you know what I yes. mean? So does has it really happened or is it just chitter-chatter? Annalise's mannerisms were increasingly changing. For example, she would start to gorge on massive amounts of food and drink, which was not usual for her. Even though she ate a large amount of food, near the end of her life, she was concerningly slim and gaunt. During all of this, Annalise was trying to have a normal life with her boyfriend. They hoped this would solve their problems, and they were hopeful that she would one day be cured. Unfortunately, this would not happen.
0: There had been so many exorcisms, and they began to get more and more intense. Annalise repeatedly tried to pray to the Virgin Mary throughout the pain. The demons did communicate they would leave her body one by one. This was great news for the family. Although sources claim later in the same session, the demon said that it was trapped and could not leave.
1: Annelise Mitchell passed on the 1st of July 1976. Her found cause of death was emaciation, malnutrition and starvation. She had up to 67 exorcisms, each session lasting around four hours each. Over half of these of 47 were recorded. When she passed, she only weighed thirty kilograms, which is five stone. She had broken bones, and she was severely malnourished, as Olya mentioned. But Jesus Christ, five stone! I must—I can't remember the last time I weighed that. What's that like? Year three?
2: Well, no, it weighs what? two stone. Yeah, Jackson's—Jackson's Jackson's about two and oh, a half year stone. Year three, then.
1: That's so so light. Yeah,
2: imagine. Ah, oh, but then imagine putting that into the NHS BMI calculator. For once, you wouldn't be on the obese um... <laughs> sc- side. Yeah. <laughs> obese spectrum me, yeah everyone.
1: i'm obese according to that
2: oh well, yeah apparently i should be nine eight and a half nine stone i was like no i'm just overweight well,
1: i
0: wonder yeah but wonder what it comes up with when you're not when you're underweight it says it underweight. Say you're, I know, my, you I, underweight i went to
2: the doctor yesterday and i asked them about my weight and they said you you're not you're not overweight you're probably like on the cusp of being over what you should be for your height so i'm not too worried that's how you feel, isn't So, if you've seen The Exorcism of Emily Rose, it goes through the court case of Emily Rose after she passes away. This film was loosely based on Annalise's story. After an investigation, the state prosecutor maintained that Annalise's death could have been prevented even one week before she died. In 1976, the state charged Annalise's parents and the priests with negligent homicide.
0: During the case... Annalise's body was exhumed and tapes were played to the court of the exorcisms over the 11 months which led up to her death. The parents were defended by... And I, I do apologise. I'm going to attempt to say this name. Jen, you can try and correct me if you can.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Erich Schmidt Lichtenhagen. <Lashner. laughs> Lynch...
2: No. Lynchner. Lieschner. Lynchner. Lynchner. Lichner. Yeah. I
0: don't know. Um... But they were defended by a qualified (laughs) defense Uh, so and their lawyers were sponsored by the church the state recommended that no involved parties to be jailed instead the recommended sentence for the priests was a fine while the prosecution included that the parents should be exempt from punishment as they suffered enough
2: well i don't think that's particularly fair is it
0: the trial started on the 30th of march 1978 before the court Doctors testified that Annalise was not possessed, stating that this was a psychological effect because of the strict religious upbringing and her epilepsy. But the doctor Richard Roth, who asked for medical help by alt, allegedly told her during the exorcism that there is no injection against the devil. Annalise.
2: The defense said that the exorcism was legal and that the German Constitution protected citizens in the unrestricted exercise of their religious (laughs) Religious beliefs. (laughs) The defence played tapes recorded at the exorcism sessions, sometimes featuring what was claimed to be demons arguing. To assert their claim that Annalise was possessed, both priests said that demons identified themselves as Lucifer, Cain, Judas and many others. They further said that she was finally freed because of the exorcism just before her death. The bishop said that he was not aware of her alarm and health condition when he when he approved the exorcism and did not testify. The accused were found guilty of manslaughter resulting from negligence and were sentenced to six months in jail, which was later suspended and three years of probation. It was a far lighter sentence than anyone had anticipated. But it was more than requested by the prosecution who had asked for the priests to be fined and that the parents to be found guilty but not punished. The church approving such an old-fashioned exorcism, right, drew public and media attention.
0: Yeah, so what do you think? Mental illness
2: or...? Oh, it's definitely mental illness, oh. isn't it? And the fact that she was in a religious household, they just used the... I, ideal what's it ideology oh, cool, yeah. <laughs> they 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 just used the demonic possession as like a cover-up i don't think they understood it so like well it could be anything else yeah. but she's possessed yeah. so yeah, she yeah no, poor girl do you ever think though in like some countries where stuff like this is still very common yeah. how many people with mental health problems do get go down the same sort of road and maybe are so left without any sort of normal help that would just put them on a normal path of life mm. um, because it's just blamed on the fact that they're possessed so then they end up believing it themselves yeah, exactly. if that then, makes any sort I of guess sense. it's
0: what you believe in as well. If you, if you don't believe in that stuff then all these exisms that are happening nowadays then it must be they've got other issues. Do you know what I mean?
2: Do you know what I did think the other day as well? If I was religious... I would definitely be possessed by a pig right now because I can't stop fucking again. Yeah. Eating. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Jenny's in the smack cupboard again. <laughs>
2: and that's not, like, I know I just had a crunchy before we recorded. I, You'll be happy to know that I ate it before we, yeah, they're crunchy. we hit record it so you didn't get that. <laughs> <laughs> your demon would be
0: greed. And that's not a demon. But... It
2: would be greed. No, that's um, seven deadly yeah. sins, isn't it? That
0: would be your sin.
2: Greed. be fair might be the same yeah yeah Yeah. but not i wouldn't say i'm very greedy with like don't get me wrong i'd love to win win the lottery and have money but i think food is the thing i'm greedy with yeah like even before we came on i poured myself a glass of wine my mum came out and she was like oh i have one as well so i poured her a glass of wine and she was like which one do you want i was like well obviously the one one with more in (laughs) well
0: i um, i just made this cup of tea I didn't want to offer Dan one as well. So when I was walking past him, I hid it between all my like, papers. He's like, oh, you're not making a cup of tea so you go up. I was like, oh no, I don't really fancy one.
2: <laughs> <that>,
0: I <I'm> <laughs> so not be asked to make him one by one of them myself.
2: Oh no. So, sneaky, okay. sneaky.
0: So moving on, a few facts after the trial, the parents asked the authorities for permission to exhume the remains of their daughter. The official reason presented by the parents to the authorities was that Annalise had been buried in undue hurry and in a cheap coffin.
2: Almost two years after the burial, on the, on the 25th of February 1978, her remains were placed in a new oak coffin lined with tin. The number of officially
0: sanctioned exorcisms decreased in Germany due to this case. In 1999, the rules were made stricter, involving only rare cases.
2: On the 6th of June 2013, a fire broke out in the house where Annalise Michael lived and although the local police said that it was a case of arson, some locals attributed it to the exorcism case. Ooh, demons setting things on fire. If you enjoyed this episode, then please do the usual, follow, like rate subscribe you know all of that shit and if you do have apple podcast then please leave us a five-star review and also if you hadn't noticed that it's kind of wrapped up with just me and amy that is because georgia is a flid and never bothers to actually charge our phone in preparation for recording and we record directly into our phones because you know we're so professional um so fuck knows where she's gone but she disappears so we thought we'd carry on with our get it done. standard get it done yeah
0: and we've got some exciting news as well uh,
2: we do yeah you may have noticed that we've been quiet because we do have a sister podcast in production at the moment woo party um it's very exciting stuff it is early days so just watch out for that um we have already started to record one episode it's in the pipeline guys it's in the pipeline we're doing well (laughs) but yeah well thank you thank you for listening
0: and we'll
2: see you next time bye bye (laughs)